Hi guys, welcome to Motherhood, Mental Health and Me. I'm your host, Jeanette Binion, and uh, how are you guys doing? Today is just a quickie. I'm coming on here firstly to let you know that I'm on TikTok. So I have been on TikTok for a while, but I haven't really been posting regularly, but I'm now committing myself to post regularly. I'm going to try to post daily. So follow me on TikTok, Motherhood, Mental Health and Me, although... I'm thinking about changing my handle to my name. So connect with me on TikTok and I'm hoping to get on YouTube as well. I'm just trying to figure it all out, guys, with two kids and life. Um, It's quite a lot demanding. So I guess I just really want to talk today quickly about a miscarriage event I went to a couple of days ago at Tommy's. Tommy's is a charity um, focusing on supporting women with baby loss and miscarriage so they've done some amazing things and have been a huge source of a resource for me when I've as I've gone through my miscarriages Um, but they're releasing a a sort of a miscarriage support tool which would be like an app for women to use to be able to help them figure out um, their likelihoods of getting miscarriage and and also be able to use that to kind of speak to the doctor to get the support that they need, which I think is fantastic. But what I wasn't prepared for in the talk was the consultant that's leading the development of this app was basically saying that they have, firstly, they've looked at loads of studies and that basically if you're a black woman, you're 43% more likely to have a miscarriage than a white woman. And then on top of that, she realized that she wasn't really seeing many black women in clinic. Like they had such a small amount of data from black women that they don't, it's almost insignificant because black women aren't coming through the doors that she's not seeing them in clinic. And I think of the black women that she's seeing, she mentioned that it's because they were in the building or they work in the hospital. So really what's going on? And you know, to hear this is so heavy and depressing. And so basically the conclusion was, from what I understood, is that more black women are having miscarriage, miscarriages than white women. They're more, and yet they're not getting any support. And then I reflect on my um, experience in the healthcare system and not once, anywhere, anytime, over the two or three years that I was trying to have my uh, second child and thereafter, did anybody approach me or give me a leaflet or talk to me about any kind of help or support? And actually, the only NHS consultant that I did speak to when I got referred after my third miscarriage told me that I was basically lucky that I had one child and good luck, basically. So... um, And that's when we decided to go privately. And when we went to a private consultant, uh, the the comments and advice he gave us was like night and day. He was like, oh, no, sure. He really thinks that there's a chance I can have another baby. And he was very positive, very optimistic. In fact, we got hope. You know, it was a very dark time and it had been dark for so long. And this, this one conversation with this consultant kind of opened the door to something that something positive could come out of this that we could actually hold a baby in our arms but 
So what does this mean? I find this stuff so painful, so depressing. So you know what I mean? Because it is just a constant reminder of how little value my life has compared to a white woman and just the oppression of it all basically it's just a constant reminder that black lives don't matter and maternal health doesn't really matter if you're a woman of color if you're a black woman and that coupled with the fact that black women are four to five times more likely to die in childbirth and the year after giving birth and just all these disparities in the healthcare system is weighty you know and i'm becoming more and more aware of like how i'm feeling and my mental health and how much i can cope with um all this um you know it's um it's like a battering basically of stuff and reality so uh, what my conclusions were or you know so this space has been a really great space for me to talk about stuff and how i'm feeling but I've always in my heart said, I'm not Martin Luther King or I don't really want to be on the forefront. I'm not going to put my life on the line for any cause or anything like that. I just want a quiet life. I just trying, I'm just trying to get by. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive. I'm treading water, guys. I'm treading water. Trying to keep it together. Trying to put one foot in front of the other. Trying to raise my family. Trying to do the things that are important to me. But when I was in this room, there weren't that many black women. And the women that were there were fighting. You know, I felt like there were warriors there. Their comments, their suggestions. They're really raising their voices to tell the audience and the panel about, you know, with lots of comments and suggestions of how to improve the app and how to build trust with the black community and things like that. And so I have been... Hearing a call, that's the word, the last couple of days I've been hearing, it feels like there's been a call out and I'm answering. I am going to answer the call and rise up and join forces with these other women who are sharing their stories and their experiences um, in order to affect change, I guess. So this is where I'm at, guys. I'm, I'm, I want to do more. I want to do what I can. I want to share my story and, and I can't just sit down on the sidelines. I just, I just can't. 